0: Welcome everyone. This is Sean Eakins. I'm the general manager for the Sacramento Natural Food Co-op. Today I'm here to talk about the Co-op Scoop. It's our audio podcast and we're going to be featuring interviews with farmers, food artisans, co-op movers and shakers and even some bakers. Every week we intend to bring you a large scoop of food knowledge highlighting one of the most bountiful food regions in all the land. Hello everyone, this is Sean Eakins back again with an episode of the Co-op Scoop. Today, kind of taking a different track instead of talking about food specifically, we're going to talk about another cooperative. This one's Seven Roots. It's a worker-owned group of career grocery retailers. Their work in the natural foods and hospitality industry spans over three decades and hundreds of stores. They are dedicated to natural food shoppers, co-op owners, and serve their communities through board service. Welcome Heather and Nicole.
1: Thank
0: you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's great to talk about other cooperatives and yours is a little different than uh many that people are maybe aware of and how you support. So um, it's kind of cool to have you on to talk about your business. Not everybody gets to see what you do, you know, until uh a remodel happens or a reset or an opening, and all of a sudden it's like you're behind the scenes, so they don't really get to see like what does seven roots do? So Um, And I think it's funny that you had some ties here as well when this store uh, came to be in this new location. So uh, I think I'll just start off. uh, Nicole, how long have you been a part of the Seven Roots and uh, how was it born? How many years have you been at this now?
2: Let's see. Well, I started in grocery in high school at Super Value, actually. And then I started working for UNFI after college. And then, you know, we formed 7 Roots in 2018. There was a handful of us that were a part of another co-op like um, support organization. And then during our years there, we just really noticed that there needed to be a lot more operational support and in-depth work in the retail grocery within like the brick and mortar building. So we decided to kind of separate from that group. And we formed and, you know, we've had really great opportunities that we didn't really even imagine or that were different than what most of us had in the past. And, you know, we get to help folks grow and develop their community based businesses, which is amazing.
0: How about you, Heather? Uh, How long you've been around there and what's your Yeah.
2: So I uh, got
1: to join up with these folks. Similar. I think it was. Yeah, I guess it was 2018. Yeah. So I kind of came through co-op world as I like to say, right. And my background was in branding and marketing and kind of worked in some stores, opened some stores and was kind of looking for a next step and landed on the other end of the phone with Nicole. And here we are four and a half years later, maybe. So yeah. Yeah. Very echoing cool. those comments. It's been, it's been a wild ride. It's, it's pretty exciting to kind of be a part of this world.
0: Very cool. Um, And then, obviously, I think everyone would want to know what services the seven roots provide, you know, and who are the clients that you work with?
1: So we say design and operational support as a, you know, sort of a definition for our work when we try to sum it up. Right. And that's kind of vague. And that's somewhat on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's something we've actually talked about a lot internally is, you know, how do we kind of capture it? because as you, you know probably know, working in this world is that in co-ops and in small retail environments, a lot of people do a lot of things right. as opposed to in, you know, you go to Target, there's someone who's, you know, specializing in a very specific area. So we're fortunate in that we're sort of able to kind of work and flex into various needs. We're most well-known for designing grocery stores, which is Nicole's area of expertise. So Nicole, you should probably talk a little bit about
2: that. Yeah. Well, design is a little more complicated and like dynamic than you would think. It's not just putting puzzle pieces or laying out a bunch of blocks. We really work with numbers-based design. And so we take a look at what stores' current operations are doing, what they want to do, you know, if it's a startup, we will work with their market study and their Performa and take a look at what their sales projections are and then program each department to meet and, you know, hopefully exceed all of the sales projections. Right. Um, and so it's really nice because we also do equipment specifications and procurement. And as well as interior design and prepared foods. So we're able to like start from the very beginning of like conception and then help people and have a cohesive experience. Not just the, the co-op self, but the right. shoppers, right? And the staff. And, you know, really make sure that the design is, you know, ergonomic and it's efficient. And, um, you know, it allows people to do the jobs that they need to do. And then the equipment and the signage and all of that goes into it and meets the same needs. So then when you're ready to finish your project or open your store, it's really like an atmosphere that is holistic and inclusive of what the co-op wants to do.
0: Right. Yeah. Very cool.
2: Yeah. So
1: along the way, you know, we do a variety of other kind of work in areas and phases of the store. And so, for example, we do a lot of site feasibility work. So someone's thinking about building a store somewhere. They have an idea that maybe we could put it here. And um, they bring us in to kind of take a look and say, yes, no, you know, usually they have a sense, but, you know, what kind of details do they need to take into account? This is particularly something that is helpful for startup or people who are kind of new to the business because the nuances of things like, parking and receiving and, you know, HVAC and, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> you just don't know them until you know them kind of thing. Right. That's a really fun area of work where we get to kind of help people kind of look at their dreams, I guess, and, right. and see right. if we can and help them get there. So that's fun. And then, you know, my background is in marketing and branding, like I had mentioned. So, you know, we we work with some folks, in that arena. And our coworker, Joel, So there are four of us. Kevin specializes in prepared foods. He's been sort of doing this for a lot of years and he's really great. And our coworker, Joel, does governance and leadership support. So, you know, trainings, facilitation, mentoring, coaching, just kind of helping organizations, whether it's co-ops or nonprofits, it's often complex and sometimes messy, right? To right. To be a part of, of leading community-based and community-focused organizations. So kind of having a third party to just sort of help be a part of that and make it smooth, (laughs) that's sort of the world (laughs) that he tends to live in.
0: Nice. And um, you really dedicate yourselves to co-ops and natural food stores, correct?
1: Well, yes and no. So actually – that has been was our tagline up until earlier this year the reason we made that change um, was because we found over the last few years in particular we were getting these really wonderful opportunities to work with organizations that were just sort of incredible and meaningful and didn't fit in those categories right so that might have been independent grocers that, weren't a co-op or weren't natural, but were, you know, providing food within low access areas, or you know, whatever it might be, nonprofits, things like that. So we right. wanted to sort of make it clear to folks that we were we were open for other pieces, helping people achieve food security or get access to food and and helping communities kind of to be healthier places,
0: right.
2: Sometimes it's just about bringing a grocery store, right, to a community. And sometimes it's about, you know, community ownership of that grocery store. But it could also be, you know, getting affordable natural foods or just clean foods. And we often work with conventional co-ops and conventional independent stores as well. And so sometimes it can be all of the above. And it's really fulfilling to be able to work with the communities so that they can have a larger impact on, you know, their community as a whole.
0: Right. Right. Now, one thing I was going to ask is how is the, like the last two and a half, like almost two and a half years now, this like grocery boom during the pandemic, how does that impacted your business?
2: Mm, that's a great one. Yeah. Well, projects are taking longer um, and you know, a lot of reason for that is the equipment yeah. um, supply chain is really volatile right now. We actually haven't seen a 20% price increase or even a price increase this size right. ever. Right. And so there will be parts that people can't get and you'll be waiting a year and a half for your shelving. You know, we had to change the way that we did things and be more proactive. Up front and start working with people um, on the priorities, knowing that you might not have your merchandising plan ready yet because you just started construction, but we need to order your shelving so how can we you know get what we need and then take a look at what we need to add on later and so really like doing that forward work was important and we find that we're still doing that and it was you know a good process to go through right mm-hmm. yeah and I mean in the beginning,
1: just to speak to the exact experience that we had, a bunch of stuff got canceled, right? right. I mean, like all of us and everything. Yes. Um, but it was interesting. You know, we had a handful of folks that we were working with and they were looking at expansions or, you know, projects within their stores where they were going to be investing money. Right. And there was a big, you know, oh, wait a minute. We have no idea what's happening, right? Yeah. It was like everybody who had a trip to Disneyland planned. Right? Like it was just kind of ooh, yeah, <laughs> who knows <laughs> so exactly. so there was sort of a hard stop there. And yeah, we experienced the same sort of pivot working with, for example, how to engage with people online, right? Uh, as opposed to in person as a lot of people were sort of accustomed to doing, and you know, kind of having that community outreach and it's been interesting and it kind of forced us all like everybody to sort of question, Hey, what's the value in what we're doing here? Is this the best way? Is this the right. only way? So it's tough, but exciting, like all the things, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely, uh, we're doing some work here even. And that was, uh, you know, with some folks that have been doing it a long time as well, and they've never seen where you have to actually set timelines based on equipment, you know, it's always something else. So yeah, it's, uh, been interesting. Yeah. I just ordered some computer gadgets for the store and they could take up to nine to 12 months to get here. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, definitely challenging.
1: <laughs> it's like stunning. You like have to know the roof is going to leak way in advance of when it's right. going to leak. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Crystal yeah. ball. Yeah. And then I think on another note, where do you see the biggest challenges just in cooperatives going forward? Or what do you, what do you see? Cause you work all over the country, correct? With different cooperatives. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I see funding, right, capital as one of our biggest challenges and one of the co-op's biggest challenges. Another would be internal readiness, you know, as things are continuing to be, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, so we can't predict. And so they're going to continue to be a little bit different than we're used to. Co-ops, especially startups, aren't used to those types of projects. And we want them to be taken seriously and to have you know the support that they need so that they're able to work with their community and their city and be successful at you know a timeline that meets their capital needs it's one thing for a larger store to be opening a second one right like if sac was going to you know open four stores next year you have one big store to subsidize these other projects in a way and you know startups that are working on their membership growth they might you know they have no you know, credit history and that kind of thing, it's really difficult for them. So continuing to support them in that way has been challenging.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing that I think the co-op sector is seeing is that a lot of longtime leadership is moving out of the industry. It's something that you're probably, you know, yes. n- noting and, and seeing, Sean. And people talk about it in kind of dramatic terms that, you know, there isn't necessarily a good group of folks, a a large field of folks who are looking to move into those positions. So, I mean, it seems as though people are are doing okay, but it's definitely been a challenge as a lot of longtime GMs in particular are moving on. So I think that'll be, it'll be interesting to see, but I think there's a lot of opportunity there as well. Right? Are we going to kind of bring a new era of of co op leadership, and you know, folks who kind of have new ideas, and you know, how can we reimagine how the co op can be a part of the community and 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 do this work? So that feels cool.
0: Yeah, I know the new ideas in co op sometimes are uh, they they take a bit to grow together. So yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, and I think one other thing that's a challenge, actually. Here's what I actually think the biggest challenge is, Um, is that right now, the biggest wave of co-op development is happening in sort of low-income, marginalized communities. And it's super exciting, right? Because the whole idea is that a lot of these communities, there isn't a grocery store there in part because big grocers don't think they can make money there. So they don't go there. So people don't have easy access to food. Right. And there are a lot of outcomes that that come from that. And so the idea that these folks are now coming together and saying, no, we're going to build something for ourselves. I think that's the most exciting thing about co-ops, period, wherever they're happening, yes. is the idea that that a group of people with a common need are are building something as opposed to, you know. Whoever in a in a corporate headquarters come somewhere, you know, looking at maps and and pointing a a finger. And I think that the big challenge that we're looking at with those stores that are in development right now is that most of them are looking at conventional sort of offerings. So, meaning not natural food, not organics, and they might be in the mix, but primarily it's a cost based. You know grocery decision for the the people who they anticipate being shopping there right. and our distribution systems don't that we have currently in America <laughs>
2: right.
1: don't align with small grocers being able to offer affordable groceries because right. volume equals pricing right or, yes. or advantageous pricing so right. To me, uh, it's not, you know, it's always something that everybody wants, right? How can we be more affordable? But when we look at what's coming in the future in terms of of new co-ops, that that feels like the code to crack.
0: Yeah. Well, and it sounds like, too, even a couple of the areas are not more than a couple are having trouble even attracting talent because there's nowhere to live. You know, you either can't afford a home or there's nowhere to rent, So, which is also... I know, creating another set of issues around the country. So it's World is uh, weird
1: right now. Different
0: challenges. Yes. Nicole, I was going to mention one thing. Speaking of history of this co-op, uh, you once sat on the board of directors here for uh, SAC Natural. What was that like? And what time period were you uh, on the board?
2: Let's see. Well, I was on the board in 2019 um, and I had worked on... um you know, part of the design process of the new store and had worked with the store a little bit when I was on Alhambra. And so when there became an open spot for a board member, I was appointed because I had a pretty good history and it was incredible. It was like a wonderful experience. I've been a part of many boards. That was my first food co-op board. And okay. so I felt really honored. And like my call to stewardship was really strong, especially with such like an influential and impactful co-op. Right. And I really felt like a deep sense of responsibility for the members, owners, and took the authority that was delegated to the board very seriously. It's been very active and still do um, active yes. and engaged membership. And that made the experience much more fulfilling for me. Um, there were people at our meetings every month, and I've been to some other co op meetings where there's like one person that's just right. sitting there not talking we had a lot of really great questions and a lot of like people that cared. Yes. And you know, like I recommend to anybody that's listening, if you're interested in deepening your work um, and impact in the community and the co-op, like you should consider running for the board of directors for the next election. Yes. It'd be amazing.
0: Yes. We're always looking for new and uh, varied diverse. You know, it's great to have newer members. It's great to have the long term. It's, Everything in between. So, which we're the board right now is probably about as diverse and as varied uh, in skill set as I've seen since I've been here. And it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, but then there's just the challenge of getting everybody to communicate accordingly. So, and we're working on that. So, especially when you have different pieces change every uh, year. So, it makes it interesting, right? When you get used to something, someone communication, you shift a couple. And this year we have a big change with, uh, adding two new seats to go to nine member board from seven. Um, and we had somebody uh, that moved on. So it opened up another seat. So we're currently doing three seats right now. And we just appointed two, two uh, earlier in the year. So lots of, lots of changes. So which is cool in a lot of ways, but yeah, it definitely poses challenge with communication. But uh, I think we're working through that and it's good though, because people do, like you said, they care. Um, which that's as long as you got that part, you know, then you can work from that. So, it's like right. like Apathy mindedness. The on. Worst. Yes, yes. So, you know, one question I had was just where do you see seven roots over the next three to five years? Ooh, that's a
1: good
0: one. That is a
2: good one. Yeah, ooh, I didn't. I didn't expect that one um I mean, have we ever been able to really answer that question other than we, want to keep helping we it predicting the future however uh, <laughs> what
1: we what we have been sort of able to do before is sort of imagine you know what What do we love and what do we feel like we want our impact to be? And that's been exciting as we've grown to be able to see those things come to come to bear sometimes. And I think right now when we look at answering those questions, we we say we love to work with people who love to work with us. right Right. so so that's you know ultimately what what makes up the core of this business right it's food but it's people right because the food doesn't matter if no one's eating it um and uh and we we identified sort of that thing that that we were talking about before that we're seeing so much development happening in low income low access areas and that's something that we feel really strongly that you know kind of using our experience and position to be helpful in that mm-hmm. area is something that we would really love to kind of continue. So we've got a few folks that we're working with now and it's humbling and wonderful and we're hoping to to be successful for their for their sake um, yes. in those in those spots and and see what comes from there.
2: What about you Nicole? what, what else would you add? I would think we really focus on the quality of our work. Uh, and one of the approaches that I think is a little bit different than other organizations is that we are all involved in almost every single piece. Right. So if I design a store, everybody else is walking through it and they're like, well, what about this? Or what about that? And so it really gives the co-op and our clients like the very best work that we possibly can give them. Right. And continuing to grow on that and continuing to have better quality work is always a goal. And we are able to now do things a lot quicker and to add more detail and to really sit down and like look at things and try to offer um, recommendations and perspectives that we might not have been able to do a few years ago.
0: Right. Yeah,
2: that's true. Yeah, I guess that's
1: the one other thing too. When you say it like that, I think of, you know, we're a worker co-op because we believe in the co-op model and also because it allows us to have a business that supports us as individuals as well. Right. So we're really passionate about the work that we're doing and supporting one another through work and life, which has been a really stunning experience actually really great yes. to have sort of a mm-hmm. small group of people that, um, you know, we're working together, but we're ultimately living together, even though we're around the country. And, um, and, uh, that's been, that's been pretty great. So, you know, building out our internal work systems and also kind of living through life and we're all kind of, kind of doing it and able to be there for each other. So that's a nice piece of, of our business as well.
0: Yeah. And like you said, the relationships are key in all of this. So it is, uh, and it is nice to, you know, when you do work in co-ops or natural settings, a lot of people do root for each other, unlike mm-hmm. some of the maybe larger corporations, uh, not so much. So it's, uh yeah, it's nice to see, but uh, I oh. think you're doing uh, great work. And I think it's really important out there in co-ops that there's an operational side of support that, uh, you yeah, know, I think a lot of folks don't necessarily understand that uh, maybe getting bo- involved at board level, not everybody's got a grocery operations background so um there is uh on one hand you can say yeah it's just a grocery store but on the other hand there's so much more than that so and there's a lot of moving parts and so we appreciate that there's some people that have been there helping support folks that are there now so or want to be there so right yeah.
1: yeah yeah it's pretty cool and we appreciate that there are people who are still there doing the work so yes. that we can show yes. up and buy bananas
0: <laughs> exactly exactly yes. Oh, awesome. Well, I know you are all busy and I appreciate you taking time out to talk to us today. And uh, who knows? Maybe there's some projects in the future we can talk about. So, hey. uh, We've got plans uh, hopefully soon too. Yes. (laughs) That'd
1: be great. Thank you. This was really fun. Thank you.